Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and resorts to murdering poor little old ladies for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this time we are covering Daredevil Season 1, Episode 9, Speak of the Devil, which we will. Original air date, mm-hmm. April 10th, 2015. And a short summary of the episode before we get into our longer summaries of a shorter part of the episode is <clears throat> when fisk gains the upper hand the goal to destroy him becomes even more difficult while daredevil faces his own demons <sighs> and, <sighs> and and demons in the forms of ninjas yes ninja demons the scariest yep. of the demons <laughs> <laughs> super fast <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Alrighty, so we've got uh, five different sections to this, so we're going to go ahead and start with one of the smaller parts of this. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. We've spent so many weeks in a row at this point of having very nice, thinly separate uh, sections of a storyline, and then this episode is just so intertwined. Like, ah, it was yeah. so hard to separate <laughs> things out. I was watching this, and I was like, ha thank God I don't have to lead this episode. Because next one is pretty separated. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Next week it is. Ah, uh, great. Uh, all right. So um, this first part, this first story that we're going to talk about, it's the basically the the part with Matt Murdock just being really torn on if he wants to murder or not. So here's the, the summary of that part. <clears throat> Matt attempts to get some sage advice from Father Lantum on his next moves. He is torn on if he can go far enough to kill Fisk like he wants to. Father Lantum tells Matthew that some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was the entire story he told him. Uh, yeah, so he is he is really torn in this episode. It seems like, mm-hmm. and and this is the beginning of the episode before he like knows that some nice old lady has been murdered. Yeah. Um. This is, it really illustrates the theme of Daredevil as a whole, more than just the season, is like, is it okay to do evil to stop evil from happening? Mm-hmm. The moral relativism of it. Um, what do you think about the big philosophical question? Is it okay to do evil to stop evil from happening? Um, I think it all depends on how it's being framed showing me in a story <laughs> um, <laughs> because that makes it really easy to decide uh but no i mean really in, in real life uh oh god that's so hard um that's like I, one of the big philosophical questions i don't think we're qualified to answer but i'll, I'll put you on the spot anyway <laughs> well too bad we're gonna answer it right here right now yeah i guess there's a limit right like like I'm, I'm gonna go with the uh, the consultant's answer for everything. It depends, um, yeah. and so it's it's always dependent on the scenario, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also depends on how much you know, too, right? Like, like oh, doing this thing that's okay, but then you learn just a little bit more, and well, now it's bad, and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Tom? For me, it, it depends whether or not I can use my cool ninja powers. Like, if mm-hmm. I can use my cool ninja powers, then it's obviously a yes. But otherwise, it's more of a maybe. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else. Right. Yeah, that's my, good. My, my, one, my one note was, the real devil It was inside you all along. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have too much to say about this. It's a pretty small part of the episode, but it's it's nice at least kind of seeing the, the inner demons of, of yeah. Matt Murdock. Um, yeah, and it's also uh, the benefit of having 13 episodes is like you get to really dive into these deep philosophical questions where that most people wouldn't think about on a daily basis. Right. Now, if it was only 10 episodes, then no, we, we wouldn't get any of this stuff. Nope. But 13, that's nope. good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank God we dodged <laughs> that with Iron Fist. <laughs> Oh, yes. Season yes. two. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So let's go ahead and move on. Uh, so the next part of the episode is is um, kind of one of the more meaty parts of this. Uh, this is basically the legal group featuring uh, Yurik, 
and and their stuff. So it still involves Matt, but now it's pretty much the rest of the the main good guys type of gang. So here's that mm-hmm. summary. The legal group featuring Yurik uh, discuss their next steps now that Fisk is out in the open. They decide to try linking something evil to Fisk and hope it sticks. Ooh. Matt tries to get some more insight into Fisk and goes to Vanessa's art gallery only to realize that that's not the kind of art for him. The next day, everyone is happy for once because the Nelson and Murdoch sign arrives. Yay! But that sure doesn't last long because they all find out Mrs. Gardenias was murdered. After a, pre- after a depressing night at the bar, Karen declares Fisk will pay. Well, he's offered to pay like $20,000. Uh, <laughs> maybe now they can get a little bit more. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, there was a lot there. Um, mm-hmm. And it, okay, so let's let's start at the beginning. There, they are all just kind of in this panic mode, basically, right? Because you know, last week it, the episode just ends with them finding out, oh, everything that they were thinking they were going to do, everything they were planning, that's all out the window. Start over, it's square one. You might as well not have had the other uh, eight episodes before this. This should be episode one, and, you know, 12 more after this. Oh, God, no. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. I still have the same problem I had last week, is how is Fisk suddenly the hero? when literally no one had heard about him 24 hours ago. So it's, it's not like he appeared and did something heroic a la Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand. Well, okay. I was thinking the same thing. And the thing that I'm thinking is he's, he's showing up on a good guy platform sort of thing, right? He wants to revitalize mm-hmm. the part of the city. And so it's easy to just start pointing fingers at, oh, look, horrible crime and all this stuff. And I, I want to make this a much better area. I would like to make this area great again. And that's basically what he's doing. Yes. And so when last... you first... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, the last bald villain to do that already had a reality show and stuff, so people knew who he was before he, people thought misleadingly he was a hero. That's true. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> But he's also like, like when he shows up, he is immediately doing good guy stuff. And it's going to take some time to find all the dirt, especially with someone like Fisk, right? Like, like, like this is a thing, even in real life, as soon as someone shows up and starts doing really good things, eventually things start to crack. Like Elon Musk is essentially becoming a crazy man, as we can tell. Oh, but yeah, he started out great. He he was always a mad scientist. It's just like. Yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. It's just like, wow, he's doing such amazing things. Oh my goodness. And now it's like, oh, oh, that craziness goes to all parts of his personality. That's <laughs> that's unfortunate. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So so that's kind of what, what I think. Like it's it's just everyone's already swept up and he doesn't look bad at all, I guess. They, oh, no, they haven't I, found I, anything. Yeah, no, I get that. My thing is how is everybody like well we get a very limited point of view but Mm -hmm. i feel like most of new york is on fisk's side and no one is questioning where who this person was before all this i mean if this were to happen in real life and it wasn't like this guy coming out of the shadows and suddenly becoming the hero of hell's kitchen um this guy would have a money trail and people would be questioning, oh, what did he do before? What his history and stuff like that? Or researching into it more than just one reporter being a little suspicious or a lot suspicious, but only one reporter questioning it. Yeah, you're you're right. Um, I mean, the show, I think, has been pretty inconsistent. Like, it says that no one has ever heard of Fisk, but I think at some point, I don't, I don't remember if it was this episode or next week when they say something about how he became rich. I, I know they said something, but I, I don't remember what it was. So um, I guess some information just kind of goes out there, but, but you're right. I have absolutely no idea. Um, and I know you can hide a lot of that information too. I just don't know how well or how easy it is to do that. Yeah. I mean, he's also not running for like election i think people would dive more into it if he were trying to do something like that yeah that's true 
Yeah, he is he is staying out of that spotlight. So yeah. there's there's a lot less from from that perspective. So yeah. true. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So um, with that, they the the team basically tries to see what else they can get. What other information? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I and then something else. Um, why did? Uh, Daredevil give Yurik all this information when Matt knows they can't use any of it because it's all hearsay? So I was thinking about that a lot uh, when I was watching either this week's or next week's episode. I can't remember. They, mm-hmm. they kind of blended together for me. But I the, the thing that I kept thinking was at a bare minimum it gets the information to the group, like all the others, and then they can kind of try and tackle that in some way or another. Right. Yeah. So like, uh, I mean, Yurik was saying, oh, I got all this information, this and this, and I can't do anything with it. But at a bare minimum, we know this stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, they can they can at least look for something that points to that. And then, you know, it's it's like when you're trying to follow the scientific method, the first thing you do is decide what you want to get. And then you keep testing until you get the result that you wanted. That's the scientific That's method, fair. right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure blowing things up and writing them down, but that might be the Mythbusters scientific method. So <laughs> this sounds You're good right. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you I mean, I, I don't have any idea other than that. Why, why he would do that. Like, do you yeah, have I mean, just, an, any other ideas? Or? No, I mean, that makes as much sense as anything is having more minds on the problem instead of just Matt's. I mean, the Matt, I don't think ever sleeps unless he's unconscious, like punched <laughs> or sliced into unconsciousness. So his brain's probably not working at full efficiency. He probably needs other people as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he's basically a boxer, right? You take enough hits to the head and you're, you're going to have some issues. So, yeah. yeah. Thank God he's not my lawyer. <laughs> oh yeah. Although even with all that, he's still really good. Like, can you imagine if he wasn't like going around getting punched in the head every day? Ooh. Yeah, he'd he'd be however old he is in this amorphous time frame, and be on the <laughs> Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Alrighty. Oh, that's all I got for for that part of it. Are you? Good to move on from from this the, the first meeting, I guess. Um. Yeah. Does Mrs. No, Mrs. Cardenas doesn't come in yet, does she? No, not not yet. I I kind of wanted to talk about uh, just one other thing before we get to that. So, um, yeah, yeah. In between this and and the stuff with uh, Mrs. Cardenas, um, Matt goes and visits Vanessa's art gallery, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of walks in and and first off, what what makes perfect sense is uh the first thing he notices is just the amount of armed guards and this place is just armed to the teeth at this point yeah and I, I'm, I'm sure that's a normal thing now because you know vanessa was with fisk when he did the whole announcing of things and mm-hmm. then fisk also shows up a little bit later but was would she have had the same amount of guards if fisk wasn't showing up you know two minutes later because I kind of um, think so. I, yeah, I think so too. I think the it's just the high quality of art that they have, the high price of the art that they have. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they've got this painter who likes to paint a single color on each frame, and it's worth millions of dollars. So you don't, you especially don't want forgeries, because you know I could probably forge that and just switch it out. And if there's no armed guards there, it'd be super easy. <laughs> just you just hope no crayola. one's looking yep just get a crayola orange marker and start coloring a canvas and then switch it indiana jones style and just walk out i came in with this canvas what are you talking about <laughs> well you you walk in and you need to tell everyone i have a canvas you raise it you show everyone look at it. this is yep. mine and then you then you go in and you're good. They won't ask. I, I do that. I do that every time I bring a product anywhere. It's really exhausting being going to the mall with me. 
Just like oh, if I buy yeah. something and then have to go into another store, and like this is my copy of uh, Clueless on DVD. Do not take <laughs> it from me. I brought it in, and the people on Nordstroms are just staring. <laughs> and <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> and then I leave Nordstroms because I never shop there, so I walk out <laughs> and go to the next store. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why we don't go and shopping just, together. It's just awkward. Yeah, and I just Yeah, that's why I do everything online. It's much easier that way. <laughs> so, um the only other thing about this scene I really wanted to bring up is that that conversation between Matt and Fisk and I had completely forgot. Like I had forgotten most of this episode after re, you know, rewatching it and remembering like, oh yeah, there's so much that happens. Um but especially the fact that Matt and Fisk meet right here, um, I guess for the first time, they've kind of been dancing around each other. And yeah, uh, is this I mean, the first time? Milwaukee. Okay, they have, but they've never, like, even Daredevil and Fisk, they've never even been in the same room before, right? No. Okay, that's what I thought. I was just, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Watching this scene with what I know more about Fisk's character later in the series. Like it, it's interesting. Like it's especially interesting just rewatching the first season, but a lot of this stuff, I kind of wonder like where Fisk's mind is and, Oh, he meet, he's meeting Matt. Why, why is, you know, Matt Murdoch here? Uh, he's barely able to make so much money. Why is he <laughs> able to spend so much money here in an art gallery? There must be some ulterior motive, etc. And like, it's probably going, you know, super fast, making all those uh, you know, crazy assumptions and leaps and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm really curious what what Fisk thinks after this, you know, thirty second conversation. I don't know, but I feel like some tables are going to get flipped. He's like, maybe, maybe he, two. Yeah, I feel like because Fisk tries to keep ahead of everyone else. And now you've mm-hmm. got this guy who's he's on the other other side of the tenement case that they actually mention here, and mm-hmm. um, Murdoch gets a read on Fisk talking and gets into Fisk's like personal life with his girlfriend right there, and Fisk gains nothing from that. So I bet he's pretty unhappy after that situation. Yeah, you're right. It's probably one of the few times at this point in his life where he's at the disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, Vanessa for a little bit and how she describes the artwork to a blind guy. All right, um, let's go. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually really impressed. She starts out doing the same thing I would do. She goes, well, I would say, well, it's, it's red. And there's my <laughs> entire description. And then she starts kind of the same way, saying it's uh, tonal reds, which is a bad idea because she doesn't know how long Matt's been blind. For all she knows, he doesn't know what red is. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Also, how does she even know he knows what tonal reds are? I'm well, not 100 sure. Either. I can see. I can see, and I don't know what tonal reds are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like that <laughs> painting. Like... Thankfully, we can see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing it's shades of red. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I like how... Um, you know, she starts describing using the emotions, talking about the anger and passion of the colors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think she's describing Daredevil. I huh. think this, this, yeah, along with um, with his dad's old boxing outfit, this might be another reason why he chooses red for the suit eventually. Spoilers, even though it's huh. literally in the opening titles. Well, speak of the devil on that, huh? Whoa! <laughs> that, that's that's the name of the episode. Wow. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, we've finally been able to find oh. the link. It's been a while. Although, I it did occur to me why last episode was called uh, "Shadows in the Glass." Oh, why? Because um, Fisk sees like the young, messed up version of himself in the mirror. There's like oh. a shadow of himself in the glass. Oh. And and mirrors are made of glass, right? Usually, yes. Okay, all right. Just making sure. 
I I was actually not hundred. Break it and double check. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'd assume that, but I every so often I'll just assume something and I find out I'm way wrong. So I just figured I'll, I'll ask. Just wanted to be sure on that one. Well, okay. now you're now you're making me question myself, but I do know <laughs> that mirrors are also called looking glasses. Ah. Okay, so even that's if good they're enough. not really metal glass, which I think they are, though I'm not as sure as I was 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Looking glass is also a name for them. <laughs> All right, works for me. I'm good with that. <laughs> All righty. Um, anything else with this this scene? Nope, I'm away, ready to get away from art. Okay, good, because you and I are bad at it talking about it i guess all that so all right um so <laughs> we I, seem to be bad at a lot of things <laughs> we yeah. seem to be bad at a lot of things <laughs> we we um we, i guess that should be another list we just keep on holding on to <laughs> like what are things <laughs> that well how do we rate the mcu movies what are we bad at i guess uh, other things <laughs> yep. uh, and, superhero, and superhero landings, landings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, occasionally ranking the ends of episodes because we keep forgetting to do that. We oh, did it for like three episodes since that. So, so I actually meant to ask you off air. Um, are we doing that? Um, you know what? I would like to when I remember, but when I don't remember, obviously it's not that important. Okay, all right, that sounds good. Hopefully, we remember for this episode. We'll see how that goes in half yeah. an hour. Especially since, <laughs> yeah, we literally just mentioned it. Uh-huh. We'll see. So anyway, um, the next scene, uh, the next day, I think, is, is kind of how I perceived it, at least. I'm, I'm never sure with the timing on the show or most mm-hmm. other shows. Um, the uh, the lawyering group. Except for all 24. Come yeah, that one was easy. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hour? We're good. <laughs> uh, it, it also tells you the time, actually, now that I think about it. That makes sense. Well, that's convenient. I've never seen the episode. Mm-hmm. I think we've actually covered uh, this on other episode yeah i think we mentioned it once but yeah anyway that's like the one show so in this show in daredevil um so everyone's everyone's kind of happy because they at least they finally got their sign yay the nelson and murdoch sign it finally showed up from amazon or wherever you buy those signs from yeah and signs are us mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe i would believe that that is a business in at least five cities across the u.s and i would bet new york is one of them because i imagine there are so many replicant busy uh businesses that's true yeah um anyway so they're they're all happy and you know what that means something really bad is about to happen so that's when they find out uh that mrs cardenas was murdered uh they go so we did skip the part Mm -hmm. earlier oh oh what did what part did we skip i'm sorry uh, Mrs. Cardenas visited them. Oh, you're right. Told- yeah. Sorry, go that ahead. Was what you I was talk about about yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, just, yeah, just two things. First of all, Foggy uh, approaches her and says, Donde esta la biblioteca? Which, yeah, it's a joke because, you know, that's the first thing everyone learns, in, or one of the first things people learn in Spanish class. Which brings me to my problem. Why is that the first thing everyone learns in Spanish class? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um cuz you're in school like I'm I'm assuming that this is learning it in school, right? So you're in school. So obviously you would ask school related questions. Uh, I I mean, okay. I would think although I could be wrong or, you know, the education system could be wrong, which you know has never happened before. Mm-hmm. But I would think you need stuff to survive in a city like if you are if i'm taking my first trip to mexico and i don't know any spanish except for one sentence i don't need that sentence to be where is the library (laughs) i need to be at very least like where is the police where is the hotel something like that yeah that's that's a good point um yeah i got nothing um for my Oh, let's see. Let me see if I can remember all this. Two years of high school Spanish, like three, two or three years of summer school Spanish, and at least two or three video games of trying to that teach you Spanish. 
I am still horrible at it and only know like a handful of words. Yeah. I'm but you know that sentence that he said. So that's barely. I can I was <laughs> able to guess it a little bit. I do know Mastaquila and Donde está el baño. And I think that gets you pretty Both, far. You know what? Both of those very important. The second one should be one of the first sentences you learned in high school. I understand why the, the first one isn't. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, um, second question. Uh, uh-huh. Cardenas is offered now 20000 instead of the 10000 to leave the tenement. Mm-hmm. Why is she so stubborn in staying there? I mean, is I, it just the principle of the thing? I, Am I just I, too heartless? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I know in New York, um, they have, um, I forget what, what it's called. It's, um, is it like rent the price? Control. Yeah, rent control. There you go. Yeah, so it stays at a specific price. And if she's lived there for, I don't know, uh, did they ever say how long she's lived there? But I'm she's elderly. Since, yeah, at least like, 30 years i would guess so all since right 1985 all right so let's say her rent might only be a couple of hundred dollars because maybe that's what it was when she moved in there and mm-hmm. instead you know if she has to move somewhere else she gets today prices so now she's paying a grand in rent or something or 800 i, I know new york is one of the most expensive places to live so dude i um, i pay a grand in rent all right, so, so she's going to pay like 1500 <laughs> for half of the space that she probably has now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, so right. sad. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that, get, that's all I was thinking. Forward. Okay, all right. No more no more rewinding. Cool. Yeah, sorry about skipping over that part. I couldn't figure out a good spot to put it, so that just kind of goes down to, to my woes of trying to separate storylines here. But... All right. Enough about my shortcomings. At? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, so after finding out about Mrs. Cardenas' uh, death, uh, the the whole group goes to to Josie's. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're they're yeah. kind of all I... hanging out at the bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I forgot that Mrs. Cardenas died, and this really surprised me. <laughs> I was like, no! Uh, you know, I gotta start assuming when I don't remember what happens to a character, and I but I know <laughs> they go away, I'm gonna assume they died from now on. Because I think this has happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Oh. Um, yeah. So, I had assumed she died, but I didn't remember it happening. Like, I thought it was gonna happen... I, I actually thought it happened maybe that second episode where her like the explosion happened with the russians and she mm-hmm. ended up in the hospital like i thought that's uh, and they all just died. stopped caring about her yeah yeah maybe i i don't know but yeah then she came back like oh okay cool she's still around that's that's good oh no now she's gone yeah yeah um they see on the tv when they're drinking themselves into a stupor Mm-hmm. That um, Fisk is using her death to illustrate the dangers of the city, right? Uh huh. Not again. I might be heartless, but does New York care about the death of one little old lady? I feel like this might I... be a semi-common occurrence. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Also, why? How, uh, I guess, why would it have ended up even being a news thing? Like, so so just kind of building off of what, what you were asking there, like, does anyone care? But also, why did they even care to ask him that question? Like, is this one of those things that kind of snowballs? Like, oh, this happened. Oh, it's this thing we know that, you know, Fisk is trying to get. It's his building. Well, let's ask him about it and, and stuff. Or, Or is it the opposite? Did Fisk control that? And he told them to ask him that question. And he wanted to bring it up to get more um, support for his side of things. Yeah, I think it's probably the second option. Fisk wanted to come up. I mean, 
he made it happen, so I might as well use it to his advantage as well. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. Also, what bar has the news on? Like, ever. It's always in TV, but... Have have you do you think Tony you've ever been to a bar that's purposefully had the news on in the background? No. I mean any bar like honestly most bars have sports on or cartoons. <laughs> no, that's just me drinking the home alone. My bad. Sports usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Something yeah, yeah, generally sports. You're right. Um and and even with that, what bar, I guess, has it loud enough, like, can put it loud enough that you can hear it, right? Because there's, there's people, I guess, from what we saw, Josie's had, like, four people there, and I guess no background music, so they were able to hear it. But even there, th- this is just one of those things that bothers me. Every time I see some news type of thing happening in a mm-hmm. bar or at a restaurant or something, like, they're they're always able to just immediately hear that information. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, turn it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this case, they're at Josie's, which is a sad bar. <laughs> so it's probably not very loud anyway. I've, um, my friend's birthday years ago. So I was probably like his 21st or 22nd birthday, right? We're going to <laughs> bars we've never been to in downtown Sacramento. And we actually actually walk into one of these bars. We walk oh. in, it's four of us, four guys open the door, these three old men just stare at us until we quietly close the door again. We were not welcome. But I'm sure if the TV were on, which I was too, I was too self-conscious being stared down by these old men. If the TV were on, we'd probably be able to hear it. Ah, <laughs> uh, That's like the number one reason why I don't try new bars usually. Like, I stick to the things I know. Because I just don't want that to happen. Like, I'm always worried I'm going to step in and, you know, everyone's going to look at me. And I'm like, ah, great. (laughs) Only I would feel like I would have to stay at that point. Instead of I'd like just (laughs) Just (laughs) Not to feel awkward. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And get the the one drink and, and leave. Yeah. Nope. We were just like, nope. We're just close the store forever. Just, <laughs> just look into our sad future. <laughs> oh, <sighs> it's okay, Tony. At this point, we have a wildly successful podcast, and so now we don't need to drink ourselves to sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, true. I mean, by the time we're that age, we'll be up to at least the second season of Daredevil. So we'll still have stuff going for us. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, uh. So anyway, speaking of being depressed, uh, so are the lawyer teams, or so is the lawyer team uh, here in Daredevil, and so um, and we we kind of get everyone uh, kind of in, in, responding in their own way. Um, Matt is is talking about uh you know how he is religious because he was talking to karen he said oh i'm catholic and it doesn't actually help today so uh, but hey that's good at least sometimes it helps him um mm-hmm. foggy is sad and, and crying too and then karen is just in her her anger response at this point it yep. seems like so uh full full different uh characterizations of everyone <laughs> oh yeah i mean it fits completely I don't think Foggy has had to deal with anything this tragic in his life. Um, Matt and Karen, I mean, slight spoilers, have had much harder lives than Foggy has. Mm-hmm. So they're, they can, I mean, they're not happy, obviously, but they can mm-hmm. accept it easier than he can. Than Foggy can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a lot more, it's a lot newer for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Um I'm done with this part. Um I don't I don't really have anything else to say. Really didn't have much to, to bring up for it. How about you? Anything else? Yeah. Uh the only part we skipped over a little bit was how small that sign is. Um I think Foggy comments about that, or someone comments about how small it is. Yeah. And I remember having the same reaction when I found that sign in Spider-Man PS4. It's just a little tiny sign. You take a picture of it for going towards your 100% of the trophies. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, it's teeny tiny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you still are you still working yeah. on that on getting all the all the things? Uh, well, I mean, I am still working on the DLC because Christmas passed and I have other games now. Ah, so gotcha. I've been playing Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> ah, all right. I'm yeah. so close to getting a hundred percent. Like I just I want to get that before I move on to to other games. So see, I had a hundred percent, and then the DLC came out and then put me down to seventy percent. Ah. I'm, I'm higher than that now. <laughs> but if you could get you get platinum the game, and then when the DC, DLC came out, it it cut off thirty percent, and I was sad. So <laughs> uh-huh. I was proud of myself for a while. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm just down to like two of the. Uh, I think it's benchmarks is what they call like the just the like the other thing so i just need two more of those and then i'm good i've got it all but uh, okay so goals all right (laughs) all right um you know who else has some goals probably daredevil i think at least his goal right now is to take down fisk yeah so let's talk about that section of the of the uh, the episode so here's the, the summary for this being all worked up and angry, Matt dons his Daredevil costume once again, probably in a more stylized way this time because we all watch. After a forceful investigation, he learns the one who gave instructions to murder Mrs. Cardenas was at Pier 81. Finding only building blueprints, Daredevil believes he is at a dead end until a surprise ninja attacks. After yeah. barely winning the fight, Daredevil learns Fisk planned the whole thing and gets a heartfelt thanks for getting rid of Nobu for him. Aww. <laughs> yeah um i like how this would be a cool montage usually when he's opening up that box but mm-hmm. since we have 13 hours to cover it's just him looking introspectively at his father's boxing stuff uh-huh yeah and kind of um fitting with the uh the earlier stuff with matt talking to uh father lantum like this is probably him right now thinking okay if i put this on i might go kill fisk if given the opportunity mm-hmm. tonight and so he's probably probably a little slower in that that regard but uh i guess he worked up that courage yeah um yeah i'm i'm just well no i'm not disappointed we got to see daredevil's <laughs> suit up scene with him like fly, flinging the stuff around for no reason <laughs> and uh bat fl- bat devil realized i cut off the wrong part of his name when i call him bat devil (laughs) i mean it still works it's um it it was still the movie yeah it was still the movie they wanted to make (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah although um so this is the this is the first time we've seen him do that suit up in this series, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. Yes. Alrighty. So this is then that means um this is the first time I guess of him like uh, we're we're actually seeing the fact that his stuff is underneath his dad's stuff, right? So it's yeah um yeah so all all of that. There's the red, the red that his dad wore too. So also mm-hmm. linking up with the painting we saw earlier. So huh. All right. I mean, are no maybe maybe got changed. Are those the clothes that he got murdered in? <laughs> um, I know it's from the fight the night he got killed, but did he change, or did he just get murdered? I, I think he did change because okay, I I think it's not as bad. I guess <laughs> I I vaguely remember after the after the fight ends he's like rushing to do something so i feel like he rushes out and changes and because he he when he dies he's in a in an alleyway right yeah yeah i mean i remember him getting distracted because they were chanting his name and that's the sole reason he died so yeah i guess he would have taken time to change i I think if he ran out without changing he would have been fine he would have escaped (laughs) Hmm. Okay, because they they wouldn't have been able to find him too. They'd have been assuming, oh, no. he changed. It's not going to be this guy with the boxing robe on, bright well, red. I mean, spo- spoiler alert for the future of this television show: 
no one can find Daredevil in his red crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. You're right. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so um, so Daredevil um, eventually gets to uh, Pier 81. Did you have anything you want to say before that? Because I've got nothing as far as the investigation no, goes. I'm... No, I mean, uh, when we get to the junkie den, a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, let's talk about that now because I've got nothing. Yeah, yeah. The heroine has the symbol of the steel serpent, which is <gasps> one of um, Iron Fist's enemies. So that'll probably connect in there somewhere. I did think that looked familiar. I was trying to remember if that was linked to Iron Fist or not. So. Um, it's interesting rewatching this because every so often I'm noticing some things like, oh, cool, I guess they had this plan from the beginning and other things that just go nowhere. But yeah. True. I always, yeah. I always like um, that. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff that will come up in uh, Iron Fist that connects to this. So I will not bring it up now. But I remember okay. seeing that and thinking it was actually Iron Fist symbol because I didn't know it. Iron Fist is almost the same symbol, but it has the dragon wings on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What? What's uh, Danny Rand doing getting the drugs?" But no, it wasn't his symbol. Well, you know, he's a rich dude. You got to diverse, yeah, diversify. Just get your hands yeah. into as much as you can. Yeah, <laughs> get your glowing fists into as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I mean, dude's got me on drugs. He thinks his fist is glowing. So, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so. Uh, once Daredevil is inside that building in Pier 81, um, he knows there's no one there this time. Uh, that's something he mentions later, that he uh, was careful this time and, and mm-hmm. decided to only go inside if there was no one or to at least be a bit more stealthy about it. Um, yep. And then, um, all of a sudden, after basically, I guess, assuming there was no one, Nobu shows up. <sighs> hey, you're skipping a big part that's... Um... That answers one of our questions. That apparently he can read ink on paper just by touch. Because he was kind of reading the blueprints and stuff. Yeah. Was reacting to it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about this as he was doing that. So, yes, you're. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, a part of that blueprint was like... There was still a bunch of ink, but it was a different color. So I think it was like black mm-hmm. and then a different color was gray. Can he yeah. tell that the difference between those two? Like, I don't think he can tell that part. I think he can just tell there's a shape. So I'm he can at least read the yes, text. Because cause hmm. I think gray ink is not as thick as black ink. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're you're saying there's some, some more to, to that. Yeah. As I far mean, as like... He, Differences and all that? Okay. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to close so my like, eyes and I just picked a book mm-hmm. off my shelf. Is no, it a I color book? Like like pictures? Oh, okay. All right. No. All right, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> The Circle by Dave Eggers. No. the um, They made a Tom Hanks movie about it. Neither the book nor the movie are very good. Ah, okay. Oh, I heard about the movie. Yeah. Didn't know it was based off of a book. I had no interest in watching it. Emma oh, Watson was in I. that one, right? Oh, okay. Yes. No, my friend gave me that book and I read it. I was like, oh, it's not very good. And then my wife wanted to see the movie. It's like, oh, this isn't very good either. This is just a big, <laughs> a huge waste of my time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there goes oh. that. <laughs> yep. Is it is it in any way linked to the MCU? Um... You can say no. I'm really hoping you yeah. say no. I don't think so. Oh, I mean, thank God. Is. Oh. <laughs> Everything you, you is in one way or another. Okay, great. Well, you know, I mean, it's six degrees of separation, right? So in some way, everything is just a part of the MCU. So, Yeah, um, it's all connected. Yeah, exactly. It's all connected. <clears throat> uh, Bill right. Paxton wasn't it, and Karen Gillan wasn't it. Oh, all right. Yeah, so that's um, Nebula and uh, 
forgot his name from season one of Agents of Shield. The, the oh the guy, the big bad the clear okay oh all right yeah I was uh, if you didn't weren't yeah if you didn't say it I was gonna ask you who Bill Paxton was so okay all right and John Boyega was in it that was the first time I was trying to think of oh but <laughs> that, that's the Star Wars guy it's just me mm-hmm. I need to bring Star Wars in there yep okay <laughs> we're good <laughs> all right you brought your reference so Tony I gotta ask you yes um when mm-hmm. Nobu arrives is that a superhero landing. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. It's been such such a long time since we had a superhero landing. <laughs> yes. Well, we got like thirty <laughs> from Agents of Shield. I know. So, yeah. Was it a three point landing? So I t- I definitely took some notes to to bring this up. Okay. Um, no, it was not a three point landing. He basically kind of falls. There's no real oomph to the fall. Um, it's he lands on his two two legs and he um, he just kind of like. Like his his knees are basically like the shock absorbers type of uh, type of thing. So, yeah, my qualification is it either has to be a three point landing or at least one knee, one knee bent or um one knee on the ground and the other knee bent. Okay, either that works for me. Yeah, so yeah, that's why I probably didn't register as a three point landing or as a superhero <laughs> landing because it wasn't that super. Okay, cool. It was a fall, a controlled fall, but yeah, uh, yeah nothing else of that about that was a uh, was super in any way. It's uh, definitely mm-hmm. assassiny type of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely ninja like. Uh huh. I yeah. will agree with that. Fits his character. He is like a ninja. No, uh-huh. and I don't even think it has to be controlled <laughs> fall necessarily. I think if uh, Catwoman was thrown and she did a three point landing, she doesn't have to be controlled when she's thrown off that building because she's a cat. Yeah, but doesn't she control her own landing part? Like she doesn't control the fact that she was ended up in the air, but like she saves herself. There's there's some personal thing that the character has to do, right? Okay, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would assume Catwoman yeah. specifically would land with less oomph just because yeah. she's a cat. But I can't, I can't think specifically Catwoman's landing like that. I mean, I'm sure Michelle Pfeiffer did. And I've never seen the Halle Berry version. I mean, uh, Black Panther can land pretty well. Like Three-point landing after... is it, Controlled landing, I think, is different from a controlled fall, which is what you said earlier. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. I was probably thinking well, both and just assuming they were the yeah. same thing. So, okay. All right. Hmm. All right. Anyway, so, Daredevil... Black Panther. I mean, yeah. Daredevil. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for Black Panther. That'll be fun. Um, but until then... We'll have to. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Until then, let's talk about Daredevil and Nobu fighting. Um, mm-hmm. So this was, I guess, the the worst fight that Daredevil has been in. Because he's he's been in a few, and we've seen him come really close to getting his ass kicked. But this is, this is it. So far, this is the worst for yeah. him. Yep. I personally have a much more visceral reaction to a character being sliced than the character being punched. Mm-hmm. Um, that might say more about me because I've only been in three fights in my life. So I've only been punched three times, but I've gotten plenty of paper cuts and those hurt. Ooh. So I think I have more of a connection to being sliced. <laughs> <laughs> Do, <laughs> did the paper cuts ever um, cut into you and then drag you across the ground too? Cause that would be pretty bad. <laughs> you know what? If, it felt like it. I will tell you that. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Daredevil does not do well in this fight. Although he he does end up setting Nobu on fire and killing him. Do you think Tony <laughs> yeah. was that on purpose? Uh, no. Yes. I. So, uh, so, okay, sorry, go ahead. I don't, I mean, I would not expect even a light that's on when it shatters to be uh, that sparky to catch that kerosene or whatever it is on fire. Mm-hmm. So I would say Nobu did that to himself. He accidentally lit himself? To do that. Yeah. Okay. 
Maybe All that's right, just that's... me not wanting Daredevil to be murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I would agree that that was probably an accident, but at a minimum, like this is the closest he's ever come to to dying in a fight, right? So this could be him getting to the point where you know it's is survival at that point and you're just kind of on the line of doing anything you can to save yourself and maybe he sloppily did something and it was kind of a hey maybe this will help me out oh cool i guess that worked out way better than i had planned mm-hmm. sure so, yeah so now now i got a question about nobu okay nobu's um on a pier right pier 81 is that what you said yes um how I don't understand how committed he, how he could be so committed to fighting Daredevil when he could literally jump out the window into the water and save himself, but instead he tries to go for the last few punches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it yourself. He is committed. Yeah. When he when he sets his mind, apparently it is set. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh you you're right. I have no idea. Yeah, that didn't occur to me until later when Daredevil jumps out the window into the river. <laughs> so hey, Nobu could have done that. Are are we sure that he actually went to fight Daredevil? Not that that was his plan, and he was going to the window, but Daredevil was in his way, and Daredevil thought they were still fighting. No, because he was next to a window. If he turned left or went behind back behind them. Okay, he would have right. been able to jump out through the window. Okay, I couldn't remember, so alrighty. <laughs> um, before the fight starts, does Nobu know about his heart beating, uh, location powers and his able sense of heat powers, Daredevils? I don't think he does. But then, why did he do that thing where his heart stopped beating and his body temperature <laughs> was low? <laughs> I I assumed it was just standard. <laughs> Like, that's just a thing they do. Uh, I'm, my thought would be, like, why is this necessary other than playing dead or there's one very specific fighting style <laughs> or fight where you fight a guy who can sense <laughs> all that stuff? Oh, you're right. I have absolutely no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does seem a little overkill, but I guess for him it worked out. Like, it's it's a good thing you, you always follow... The rules, right? Like I, I I'm I'm sticking yeah. with my first answer. I, I think it was just a standard thing. They always do that, and it's a good thing for him this time. I guess it worked out a little bit. Yeah. I mean if this guy's an enemy of um of Sticks, and I'm assuming Sticks crew. Mm-hmm. M- yeah, maybe all of them can do this. You know, stick and stone and <laughs> whatever matt's name would have been like twig or rocky this <laughs> son of a boxer his code name's rocky <laughs> head cannon accepted all right i'll take it <laughs> so um uh frisky fisky shows up that's right him and his crew show up and honestly, I feel like he cheats. <laughs> he, 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 he waits till Daredevil's super weak mm-hmm. and has an armored suit. And then he does that Donkey Kong move that's heck of cheap in Smash Brothers where he just goes down and starts smashing him with his fists. I don't <laughs> think it's fair. <laughs> you, you don't think Fisk is fair or Donkey Kong is fair? Uh, either. Okay. <laughs> Donkey Kong can pick you up and walk you off the edge and then throw you. That's not fair. That's true. <laughs> At least with Yoshi, he can't move. He just spits you out. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, he... I mean, Fisk wanted to make sure he had the upper hand. So he uh, he mm-hmm. definitely did it. I wonder what Fisk thought, like, how he thought that would go. Do, do you think he assumed Daredevil would win? Or was this just, just being ready, just in case? I think he was ready. Uh, he actually mentioned that in an ideal world, they would have killed each other. Mm-hmm. But I think he was there for whichever one survives, being severely weakened, such as Daredevil is. 
and then asking Wesley to kill him instead of, you know, smashing his face with his boot or something. <laughs> oh, so you, you're thinking he would have killed Nobu if he was still around. Mm-hmm. I do, okay. I do think that. Well, that makes sense. I didn't think about that. Huh. He does hmm. want Nobu out of the way. That's true, because he was, yeah, he was annoying and was around for some reason that we still don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, Hmm? reminds me of something we skipped over way earlier, a Nobu scene earlier. Or maybe it wasn't even a Nobu scene, but they were talking about Nobu. Um, Uh He wants a city block in the middle of New York City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did skip over that. Because I have absolutely How? no idea where to put that. So, yeah, this is a good time. No, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but how much money are they making? Because a city block on low-end scale, according to the internet, <laughs> is between 4 and $5 billion. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I see. <laughs> um, I mean, it might be... I would, I would, I would even bring it down to, like, Three billion because you know they're still recovering from alien invasion, but still, it's not. <laughs> it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So they definitely have to be able to make a ton of money off of whatever it is they end up doing. The drugs, Ooh. apparently. Yeah, I I guess. I still really don't know what Fisk's plan is or anyone else's plan, like what they're all gaining out of this. I mean, I know what Nobu would have gained just because I've seen other things, but he's kind of the only one. Well, Nobu and Gao are in the same club. Uh Uh-huh. So they would gain the same thing. I guess that's true. She would have gained that. Okay. Yeah, I guess Fisk would have just been like, ooh, all these poor people are out of Hell's Kitchen. I guess everything's better now. I, <coughs> I, I guess, yeah. He would have built his condos and charged a five grand a month in rent for each unit, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. We got what? Is, what is this episode nine? We got nine episodes into the season, and this is the first time we're really asking, "What do the villains get out of their evil plan?" All right. Well, no, I mean to be fair, in the beginning, it was money, and that's all they all wanted. I mean, that's what Owsley wants. Owsley's simple. I get him. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. The Russians, I think, wanted yeah. money too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and we could only assume that Gao and, um. And nobody won money, but then we're into ninjas and shit. It's all confusing. Yeah, that's when things get weird. All right. Yep. <laughs> okay. I hope this gets all cleared up. I hope there are no ninjas in like Iron Fist. That would be really disappointing. <laughs> uh, I think you're good. I think you're good. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have wiped <laughs> the memory of that see the first season out of my brain. So I hope when we watch it again, it's all wonderful it will definitely all all from my brain (laughs) it'll definitely (laughs) all be a season okay Uh, how many episodes though it's just uh 12 nope (laughs) ah 10 still 13 (laughs) ah 13 really even that one even season Uh, ah great all right all right well well I keep forgetting however many episodes there are. And I'm sure Daredevil also keeps forgetting how many episodes there are in season one of Iron oh. Fist. Um, mainly because yeah. of the amount of amount of damage he takes from this this uh, this fight <laughs> scene. Um, so I'm I'm done with this stuff. There's only one last part mm-hmm. uh, about this. Are you do you have anything else, Tony, you wanted to bring up? Probably, but I'll just, you know, interject it random interject it randomly into the next part. So go ahead. Perfect. Sounds good to me. All right, so this last part is literally the last scene of the episode. Uh, So this is Foggy showing up at Matt's apartment. So quick summary of that. Foggy goes to Matt's apartment and learns a horrible truth. There are no kitten... Yeah, there are no curtains in the living room to block the outside light. No! Also, also Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Who knew? 
<laughs> I think he knew about the first thing. I guess you're right. I was probably thinking of the 2003 movie. 2001? I don't remember what, what year that Three. movie came out. 2003. The Daredevil. 2003? Oh, okay. I was probably thinking yeah. of the 2003 Daredevil movie where he says no one's been to his, his apartment, which... I don't know if they said that about Foggy in that movie, but so far, I guess I've just been assuming no one has been to Matt's apartment, even Foggy. But that's not true because Karen has been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When you say he has no curtains, that I just thought, does he have no modesty or does he care about people noticing him dressing up as Daredevil? They can see into the place with that bright, bright ass sign. (laughs) <laughs> you're right um i don't know does he dress inside of his apartment i'm not actually sure about that like how does he get you're in right, and out we... that's the thing they never answer in any of these these things well actually we know exactly that roof access that apparently anyone can walk through because foggy just runs up to the roof access and gets in <laughs> and he knows about it like easily so th- this has to have been a thing they've talked about in the past and matt was like well i guess i'll just leave it unlocked all the time what's the worst that could happen yeah <laughs> damn it matt <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i guess it it worked out for him the one time it mattered I, I... yeah um he was almost beat to death by Foggy using one of his walking sticks. So I guess it almost didn't work out. That's true. Yeah, if uh, if Foggy didn't like think about it for a second. Or I guess if Daredevil hadn't passed out, cause, and then Foggy yeah. was, was coming <laughs> up to him. Yeah. Then Foggy pokes him with the stick, and then tries <laughs> to call 911. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and he does the one thing that villains never seem to do. He removes the mask of the hero. That's how we know Foggy's a good guy. That's right. <laughs> and it's all the Ben Affleck! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason why Fisk wouldn't take off the mask when he's punching him Donkey Kong style. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand either. Like, I, why didn't he at least take the mask off and say, oh, I know who you are. All right, go kill him, Wesley. Like, done? Yep. Like, at a minimum? Was, eh. Yeah. I know in his mind, uh, Daredevil was dead after that, but or was going to be dead after that fight, but... Eh. Yeah. I mean, you never just assume. Don't you watch any um, movies? <laughs> I guess movies don't exist in the MCU. I don't. I don't um, understand this. They, yeah. they exist in the Agents of Shield because they make movie references all the time. Oh yeah, that's right. And there's actually there's a movie reference I made a note of in the next episode. Oh. So, well, okay then. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say there's a reason Matt doesn't watch movies because <laughs> he can't see them. Mm-hmm. But he's also the type of guy who's like going to buy art, so that's not a real excuse. <laughs> That's that's true. There are blind people who do go and see movies. That happens. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was about to make an insensitive joke, but you know what? I stopped myself, so I should be proud. Yeah. I should be more <laughs> proud if if I didn't bring it up. So, oh. well, good, I guess. Uh, no, the only reason I know that, like, I'd always assume blind people never go and see movies, um, but uh, there was. Uh, I can't remember what show I was watching. Oh, uh, Tosh.0. He was interviewing someone, and uh, the person was blind, I guess, talking about movies. And I don't remember what this was at all, but uh, I guess the, the guy was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I still have no idea what the last 20 minutes of La La Land are about, because there's absolutely no description of it. It's just a song, and that's it. <laughs> it's all visual at that point. <laughs> yep, it was. <laughs> yeah. All righty. So I think I'm good. Tony, do you have anything else you want to talk yeah. about? Nope, that, that seems good. Alright. So, join us next time for Daredevil Season 1, Episode 10, Nelson vs. Murdoch, Dawn of Justice. Please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind, and please give us a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. And this is a Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Daredevil Season 1, Episode 9, Speak of the Devil. Signing off.
Have a marvelous day. Speak of the devil, here I go again, right back there to